Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. It's my mate bought a toaster o'clock. Welcome back. I am Tom Price, and joining me today, someone who has once more foolishly, stupidly allowed me to log in to their Amazon account. I'm doing it, and they are sitting in their house, and they're not happy about it. Please welcome Carrie Quinlan. Carrie Quinlan. Thank you so much for letting me know about your purchase history. Well, if I'd known that you were going to sign into it, I'd have never, never agreed to this. No. Well, this is the thing. I, I'm what I'm pleased about. I is thought this... I was going to curate it and just say, "Ah, oh, yes, no, this is when I bought the brief history of type." Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, but that doesn't work, does it? This isn't it's Desert Island proper... Discs, mate. This isn't supposed to make you look good. This is we're supposed to find out the truth about you. This is yeah. This is where you find out I've, I I only buy Paul McKenna books. Yeah, that's what I need to know more about. Exactly that kind of thing. I don't care about your brief history of time. Um, I care about things like, and we're we're diving right back. And I'm pleased to tell you, Carrie. I don't know if this will be pleasing for you or not, but you are only the second guest on my Maybot Toaster to have an account that goes back to the previous century. Oh, who was the other one? Matt Green. Ah, good, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I, so, that's that's. Yeah. Solid company to be in. Very solid company. Matt Green went back in the 20th century and he was buying um, books on Martin Amos. That's what he was doing. He was looking into... Of course he uh, was. Very academic, serious, absolute ponce. Whereas you've bought four different books by Maureen Lipman. You've got something to fall back on. Uh, Thank you for having me. When's it coming out and you can read me like a book? And these have all got brilliant, cheesy photos of Maureen Lipman. I would hesitate to... uh, I'm not sure they are... Um, contemporary to 1999. They look like they're contemporary to about 1985. I think they probably were. Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went through a quite a big Maureen Lipman phase. I can um, see that. Yeah, because I thought, well, I, 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 when, so when was that? Was that around 2000? Well, it was 1999 that you got this? Was and it 1999? It, yeah, but okay. in fact, you can read me like a book. Arguably one of the worst titles ever for a release. Um, was yeah. uh, released in 1996, and the brilliant description in this collection, Maureen Lipman presents a variety of her adventures and views on topics as diverse as supermodels, sleeping policemen, oh. cones, oh. Cohens, and critics. You know she was very pleased with the cones and Cohens line there, don't you? I bet. I bet she was. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I that was when I was applying for drama school, and I thought, right, who? Whose career am I? Not necessarily do I want, but whose career am I most likely to have? I see. I Maureen Lettman, right? Let's, and she writes as well, and I write as well. So maybe I'll read what she's written. So I did, yeah. So I, I, I got a lot of Maureen Lettman books, none of which I still own. Oh, right, okay. Um, they've, they've fallen by the wayside. They know. have, they have gone to charity shops. Right. But no, she, you know, they, they were good little vignettes, often. I didn't quite really... amusing little tales. I've never thought of, of Maureen Lettman as a stuff. sort of. Yeah, I've never thought of her as a kind of, um, uh, 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 you know, raconteur type. Um, but she, yeah, she, she's also absolutely terrifying. I met her. Now we're talking. Um, yeah, no, I met her 10 years ago. Okay, um, how come? I was doing a play at the Menier Chocolate Factory, um, written by Jack Rosenthal, her late husband. Right. And um, I was I was playing two. I had two tiny parts in it. One of them I was a dancer, right. And one of them I was a sarcastic waitress, right. I was only I was only really cast for one of those roles. <laughs> um, so you had to go to being a sarcastic waitress school, obviously. Yeah, which was oh man, not born for that. <laughs> um, and on uh, press night, Maureen came. And I was like, wow, I've, I, you know, I've read all her books and it's Maureen Littman and this is really exciting. Mm. And the first thing she said to me was, um, is your dancing, uh, no, what was it? Yeah. Is that the best you can do or is the dancing supposed to be terrible? Oh, how lovely. 
this that yeah. sort of warm friendliness, isn't it? That you can really. It is. It was beautiful. Oh wow! And I, so I, so I said, little bit of both, Maureen. <laughs> and that was the first. First thing I ever said to Maureen Littman. I can't really... A little really, bit of both, Maureen. Uh, that's a first and indeed last thing that you uh, mm. said to Maureen Littman. I mean, I, I can't sort of think of Maureen Littman without... And this is my generation, and, and hopefully yours as well, without her having a phone attached to her. Because she was BT, wasn't she? In the B, she was. In the, the BT, BT yeah. And they were great adverts. They were great It's not great often adverts. you say that anymore, what, but what, they were really good adverts. What ads can you look to now as a returning, as a recurring series? Like, because in fact, BT were responsible for his uh, little Bob, um, what's his name, Bob Hoskins. He did It's Good to Talk as well, didn't he? But yeah, he was already, he'd already done like the Long Good Friday and Mona Lisa <laughs> by then, though, hadn't he? They weren't responsible oh, he done stuff for Bob before? Hoskins. Oh, I see. I didn't really, I thought he came to fame because of BT. I didn't know. Really. Um, no, but what I mean, but, and of is, course, Maureen Lippman had been, had had her own sitcom before that. Oh, I don't, I, not for a second. I believe that. I think she was just just built on on BTS. No, I mean, I yeah. realise she existed before the ads. But what I'm saying is, I like adverts <laughs> with a sense of soap to them. So, for example, they tried yes, to yeah. make this a couple of years ago with Ben, um, uh, Ben. Oh fuck! What's his surname? Um, were you were you about to say Ben off of Armstrong and off Miller? Of Armstrong and Miller. <laughs> I think that's right. Because that would have been brilliant. Um. Oh, God. So they had this a couple of years ago with uh, Ben Miller and Ruth Jones. They tried to do those Tesco's ads where there's, like, characters. Oh, God. Do you remember? Yes, And it's I all do. a bit sitcom in 30 seconds, and there'll be another instalment next year. And they were dreadful. They were bad. They also did the B- BT again, um, had Chris Marshall for a long time. Oh, he made they? a fortune off those. Who else was in them? Because uh, you're absolutely right. They had the kind of soap opera thing going on. Because there was... Um, hang on, here we go. So he played he played someone called Adam. He even had a character name. He had a name? God. Yeah. Yeah, and he was with Esther mm. Hall off of Spooks. Yes, yeah. Esther Hall. Because um, while they were doing that, I went up for a BT advert. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, the worst casting I've ever been to. Lovely. And obviously, as you know, um, advert castings are horrid. Yeah. Um, in general and you so you uh for the for the muggles out there you you turn up and um you have to stand on a an x on the floor mm. and look at the camera and tell them your name and your agent and then you have to show them your profile show them your you hands have to show, show them your hands both sides of your hands just <laughs> make sure you've that they're, they're, they're there um and, and and this is in a room of normally five or six people from the agency or the company or whatever who are not looking up from their phones. They're all sitting on very low sofas. And yes. It, it looks like they're on a sitcom set of their own and they're sitting on sofas. Yeah. They're looking at their, their devices. They are beyond rude to you. Yes, carry on. Yeah. It's extraordinary. And and so and but the peak for me of, of, of this was the BT ad where I turned up and Carrie Quinn learns her agent. Here's my here's here's the side of my face. Here's the other side of my face. Here are my hands. And then so, one of them, without looking up from his phone, went and cry. <laughs> I mean, weirdly, that rudeness makes that. I mean, it sort of it, yeah. yeah, it does make it easier. It's doable. But I would, but I remember going to this thing and then and thinking, this is this is weird because um, why don't they just use Esther Hall, who's the regular BT? person yeah and then a few weeks later the advert was on and it was esther hall so uh, not only not only was it a grim experience but it was an absolute waste of time yeah well advert casting so often are and yet every now and again yeah. oops a daisy i'm doing an advert for virgin atlantic for 20 grand for two hours work yeah for example. but also i've stuck i've that was quite a long time ago mm. and i've started to find them fun oh. i've started to quite enjoy them because i i care less and yeah, so yeah i just yeah. use them yeah you just you just go and muck about because actually that awfulness of the experience means it doesn't really matter no so you can just fart about yeah you we can literally fart and and just see what happens just go in there and drop your guts for me yeah Yeah, yeah. totally it could be great for an emodium casting you know these are the things there we go perfect okay good um staying in 1999 and eventually we will arrive in this century it's just worth something well there's something quite quirky about this carrie which i'm thoroughly enjoying uh another bunch of books and this is obviously what happens early doors with with amazon You've bought, and I think this is funny in itself that you've bought Douglas, former Tory MP and I believe former Foreign Secretary Douglas Hurd's book, Votes to Kill. And I do love it when a politician becomes a thriller Ooh. writer. But then also in the same batch, you've also bought The Shape of Ice by Douglas Hurd. So you've double herded. Do you want to tell I us what's, what's going on? I, 
I suspect that was a present for my dad. Uh, yeah, that, that is dicklit right there. <laughs> yeah, I suspect that was that was. So was that was that August? July. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll have been a present for my dad. Oh, whose that's birthday nice. Was at the beginning of August. Well, there you and, go. Um, yes, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so that that's that's probably fine. He was uh, Douglas Heard was our MP. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we lived in uh, North Oxfordshire. I always rather and, uh, liked him he because he, he, had, he had a proper... Like, John Major had that sort of voice, but Douglas Heard had it right back there, didn't he? He really, voice... yeah. He doubled down on the John Major voice, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was a condensed John Major. <laughs> and and he, he was always rather... Because you do get these Tories who are sort of... They seem rather harmless. And Yeah, they seem all right. They're all right. There, yeah. there was a, a generate. It was weird because particularly because it was around Thatcher. Mm. There was actually a generation who were quite decent and nice. Imagine. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, Ken Clark and was com- sort of and competent. I know. Imagine that competent, nice Tories. I know. I know. And it's yeah. It's hard to believe. It and is. I, you know, I still wouldn't have voted for them. No, but, didn't, it, but... It, it, it's incredible when you look back on on any videos of old. Um, old election debates and everyone's competent and intelligent and you're like i'd vote for them oh my god they're a tory jesus yeah hang on one this second the, my you... child's just walked in carrie hello oh hi darling i'm just hello doing... oh he can't hear you carrie hang on. oh you're on headphones i'm on headphones but I, i'll give you which one is it it's edmondo hang on carrie Ed, edmund come <laughs> which on which one is it it's edmondo do you want to come and sit on my lap and you can say hello to my friend carrie you look a bit sad put this yeah. put this headphone in here like, on the dog walk i fell over you yeah. fell over? Yeah. Hey, Edmondo. Uh, you fell over on a walk? Yeah. Did you bang your knee? No, I banged my hand. Show oh, us. Show ow. Me. Oh, he's wrapped his hand up in his in his blue top. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, oh my that's love. a good idea. And have you oh, washed is it, that hand? Is it scrooped? Yeah. Oh. It oh. Me. oh, poor boy. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I fell over two times. This is better Two than the podcast, times. isn't it, Carrie? It's, I keep this in. Edit the other rubbish out. <laughs> oh, mate. Edmundo. It's your... It's, did, oh, yeah, did, did anyone look after you? My mum did. Is she any good at looking after you, though? Yeah. Or is she too busy being a novelist now? <laughs> Has mummy been writing books today? Yeah. 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 Um, listen, I've got to go because oh. this, this is a very important work call with Carrie, so I need to get back to doing some very important work. Okay. But... Um, I'm, I'm hopefully you're on better. We'll have a look at it later on. Are we? Are you still going to be okay to do Joe Wicks? Do you think or not? Yeah, I am going to be okay. Okay, all right. Do you want to say bye to Carrie? Yeah, cool. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, love. Oh, let's get you down carefully. I don't want to bash your hand. All right, go oh, go go. Mate. See you in a bit. He's, he's wearing right. He's wearing an all-in-one blue bodysuit because you know uh, you get like skins that you wear in winter, like like um. <laughs> okay, and, he's got, uh, and he loves them so much he wears them as a suit so they're all bright blue and that's all oh. he wears so he looks like you know like um, who's that character in uh, Arrested Development who dresses in weird sort of green bodysuit or something he looks like that basically cool that was my son um, oh uh, he, right. hurt, he hurt his hand he hurt his hand but he's okay now Carrie that's an but you should keep that in though I think I probably will I think it was rather nice is he, is he watching Homeschooling with the Nincompoops Oh, are you doing homeschooling with the nincompoops? Yeah. Oh, now listen. Let's do let's do a big old plug for your podcast while we're here. So, yeah. homeschooling with the nincompoops, brilliant podcast out from Great Big Al right now. Andy Stanton and Carrie Quinlan, tell us what you're doing, please, to celebrate lockdown, and we're all celebrating well, lockdown. Well, what we're doing is to celebrate lockdown because normally um, on the podcast we talk to a couple of kids um, who ask us questions, and we definitely don't lie to them. <laughs> Um, but obviously, we can't, we can't, we're, we're not allowed near kids anymore. So, right. um, so we're doing. We, we've moved to YouTube, ah. and we're doing daily videos on YouTube, picking random words out of the dictionary and doing just five minutes of explaining about that word, and definitely not making shit up. Oh, that's a great idea! And it's really fun. Homeschooling about, with the nincompoops. Yeah. So search for that on on the YouTube. Okay. Okay. And I'll I'll get I'll send you a link, and you can add it to the. All right, all right. Podcast details or yes, something. Yes, please. Yeah, no, that would be really good. And, so uh, so we've done some live yeah. parenting. We've done some plugging of your podcast. Would, would, it, would it bother you too much if we got back to my podcast now? Is that all right? <laughs> my matey, 
All right, so, Carrie uh, Quinnan, we are now in the 21st century. How does wow, that feel? Wow, what kind of space-age tech am I going to be getting? Hoverboards and jetpacks. All of that still to come. I and mean, we're, we're in the year 2000 at the moment, and you've bought some absolute belters. I mean, what? where do I even start, Carrie, as we, as we look oh. through um, the book collection? And we should, I should also sort of stop off quickly to ask, what are you doing with your life at the moment? Where are you at this, at this point in time? What, in 2000? Yeah. Uh, I was applying for drama school. I were, oh. Yeah, so I, I started, I was doing drama school auditions and then I was starting at drama school in, in the September okay. of 2000. Okay, all right. Where did you go to drama school in the end? I went to Guildhall. Very nice. And where were you at uni? Uh, I was at Bristol, but I didn't like it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll... Um, so yeah, so, so I was at uni until 97. So in, in 99, when I was buying Maury Lippmann books, I was doing stand-up. Ah, right. Okay. So this yeah. was your way in to sort of to get some stand-up spiration out of Maureen Lippmann. Yeah, because that's what that's what that's jonglers what... wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Okay, so um, let's have a look. Uh, Donald Rivkin, you bought him a copy of England's Thousand Best Churches, which is a podcast oh, yeah. I'd like to listen to. Oh, so yes, right. So uh, to the. As the millennium turned, mm. I was in North America. I'd, I'd um, gone to visit friends of mine in Montreal right. who were working there for a year. And I did a bit of traveling around the sort of top right-hand corner yep. of the USA. And I stayed with my parents' friends, Donald Rifkin, in <sighs> New York oh, I see. on the Upper West Side. He lived on West 77th Street. Yes. It was amazing. I'd never been to New York before. I loved it. And yeah. he was very hospitable. So I sent him a book to say thank you. Oh, that's nice. And you also sent a book to William and Hope Eakins as well. Those guys Those guys live in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. In Hartford, Connecticut. I went to stay with them. They're also friends of my parents. I basically yeah. sponged off friends of my parents yeah. for a January, it, it, January 2000. For a little gap year. And you bought them. Interestingly, how you bought for uh, Donald, you bought him England's Thousand Best Churches. Uh, and then for William and Hope, you bought them England's Thousand Best Churches. So that's nice. Yeah, well, you thought, know, real thought. It's real because, thought. right? So, um, uh, so Donald had England's thousand best houses. Okay. He already had that, I think. Right. Um, I hope I'm not getting this mixed up. So I thought I'd get the next, you know, the next title in the thing. Mm. And Bill and Hope are vicars. Oh, brilliant! Oh God, they're going to love that Bill and Hope. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a good book. it's Simon Jenkins, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 it, yeah. To be fair, it's the sort of book where even if you're not in your sixties or religious, you can still look at it and be like, "Oh, God, I'm actually because I love a church, even though I don't. I'm not so big on the 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 faith element of it. I love the actual building. I love it. Yeah, I'll totally love a church. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I grew I grew up Catholic, um, and uh, yeah, and and, and, and you got into and comedy. Love a That's church. weird. I know that almost never happens in this country. Really odd, really strange thing. Did you go to a a full-on Catholic school then? I went to a Catholic primary school. Okay. And um, and then I didn't go to the Catholic secondary school. My sister went to the Catholic secondary school. Right. And I found out years later that the reason I didn't go to the Catholic secondary school is because Jane, my sister, was such a star, was head girl and stuff, um, that the nuns would go on, would bang on at me about how brilliant she was and that eventually I'd tell one of them to piss off. <laughs> Is that true? And that's that. Yeah, that's what my parents were afraid of. The 11-year-old, the 11-year-old me would tell a nun to piss off. Oh, my God. So, they said, so I went to a different school. Your parents really had your number, didn't they? Yeah, completely. I, it makes me extremely proud of 11-year-old me, though. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's prickly, that one. Just send yeah, her to a comp, for God's she's sake. To- she's totally telling a nun to fuck off. <laughs> Um, well, you bought. There's some quite heavy academia in here, considering you're not at uni uh, in 2000. I mean, who, for God's sake, unless you're at university, who buys the Riverside Chaucer? Uh, someone who's about to go to drama school oh. and it's on the reading list. Oh, really? God, that's very academic for drama school, isn't it? Is it more about sh- sort of getting well, in touch just, with your inner clown? Well, there's a bit of that, but there's also like poetry and text. Oh, yeah, here stuff. we go. The Norton so Anthology we of Poetry. Yeah. Yeah, so we were just learning. We weren't like you know going into Chaucer, mm. for want of a better phrase. No, um, we were le- we were learning chunks of text. You bought Respect for Acting by Uta Hagen. It's really good. Is it? Is it now? Here's the question: though, Twenty years later, and it is twenty years, Carrie. Is it easy yeah. to still have respect for acting? Um, I think I might need to reread the book. Right. <laughs> because brilliantly, that summer, um, after I gave up stand up and was waiting to go to to, to Guildhall, mm. I got a temping job 
on reception at a company in Oxfordshire that no one ever visited or phoned. <laughs> so I read the entire reading list. Oh, wow. In like four weeks. It was you, great. You must have felt armed to your teeth when you arrived at drama school having read because everyone else arrives at any university or drama school having read most five percent of the reading list feeling terrified they're going to get found out yeah but reading stuff doesn't really work for drama school so they so you get there and they go oh no you read too much loosen up you go you just sent you sent me the <laughs> fucking list That's come so on guys are we going to 2001 um we've got oh look you've bought uh, war and peace by tolstoy et al i thought he wrote that oh himself. brilliant so have you yeah, read me it too have you read it? Do you know, I, I, st- I started reading it at the beginning of lockdown. Oh, go on. Um, and uh, I can't keep up with who everyone is. No, it's a big problem, isn't it? And all the, all the d- names look the same as well. I, yeah, which I, which I know is racist. But <laughs> um, what I'm saying is you're racist. So, no, no. Uh, I mean, it's true. But they sort of do look the same. Because if you don't speak Russian and you're seeing lots of Russian words... And, and all, it's all the all the patronymics, all, yes, similar. And, yes, yeah. that's what I mean. It's impossible. But I feel like I need to do a chart, yeah, to read it properly. Why? Okay, here's an idea for business, right? A bookmark that you can make notes on. Oh no, that's just a piece of paper. All right, so get a piece of paper. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jack Beaumont. I do Crime Club. In Series 1, I spoke to people like this. Did you not kick a policeman in the head? Yeah, that was... When was that? I was 17. Wait, was I 17 or 19? I think I might have been 19, actually. In Series 2, I talked to people like this. There was a paedophile with one leg. I kicked him clean out his wheelchair. About four of us... I mean, we battered him. And this. Cheated on your boyfriend and give him gonorrhea? Do you want to go there, or would you rather not? Yeah, no, 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 I could talk about it. I have jingles like this. That's Crime Club, where strange people tell stories involving bad behaviour. New episodes out every Monday. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ooh, I don't want to hear no more crying. All right, let's crash on to 2002 now. So by this point, 2002, oh. have you left drama school, Carrie Quinlan? Are you out? No, I'm, I'm still there. Uh, okay, all right. Well, you're you're indulging in things like the West Wing series one, part one. Uh, you spent oh, 30 yes. quid on that box set. That's always nice to see. 30 quid? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it, I'm, it's still on my shelf now. I'm looking at it. Now. Oh, really? Oh, well, that was yeah. a good investment in that case. It and, was, yeah. And so that's what, in yeah. 18 years, that's... That's so that's mu- one, are, you, are you trying to do maths one pound, live on a podcast? One pound, one pound 50 a year or something? That's fine. One pound something, 60, I don't I, know. You know, you're going to um, get some more years out of it as well, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, yeah. You sound well. Definitely. So. I, thanks, yeah. so far. Um, um, a bit of Cat I love Stevens. the West Wing. I mean, we should talk about the West Wing, actually. Sorry, yeah, I don't want to... We I, really I, should talk about the I don't know why I'm moving on from the West Wing. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant, and I, I was obsessed with it for a very long time. Mm, um, mm. In fact, the play the play that I met Maureen Lippman on also starred um, Richard Schiff, who plays Toby Ziegler oh in The West God. Wing. Do, have you and done I a play was, with Richard Schiff? I've done a play with Richard Schiff, yeah. I mean, I couldn't talk to him or look him in the eye. Of course not. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Well, was that, hang on, was that, that was in fun. his contract or because you were intimidated? 
<laughs> I think it a little bit of both, Maureen. <laughs> um, he's a lovely man, though. We I've talked about him recently on my Cabin Fever podcast because someone I know uh, did did uh, met him via the BBC, and he apparently all he wanted to do was play golf. He just comes to this country to do plays and just goes sniffing around for rounds of golf. That's his thing. Yeah, that's basically it. Mm. So, but but lovely guy, very nice guy. Uh, yeah. From from what I heard, as I say, I couldn't talk to him. Right, right. Um, because <laughs> it was because I because because I I just loved Toby so yeah, much on the West Wing. I yeah, it was it I was mean, it was fucking pathetic. It was really embarrassing. But we could, you know, the West Wing hit our age group perfectly. It hit us between the eyes at a time when George Bush was seen as the the worst possible uh, Republican American leader we could ever imagine. Imagine, imagine how bad you know. Those simpler and, times, right? And where we were dreaming of how we could change the world because we were in our twenties. Certainly for me, anyway, yeah. young twenties and early twenties. Same for you, really. And yeah. you looked at the West Wing and you just saw people who were proud to be intelligent. And at that point in my life, I'd come out of a school where any sign of being intelligent was an instant uh, opportunity to be bullied and um, uh, sort of sidelined. And suddenly I came into a world where having less, uh, left uni, it was more like, oh, God, I'm going to take pride in wanting to do stuff and aspiration and not just be this sulky teenager. And the West Wing came yeah. along and it was like this, this light of, oh, yes, that's look at these people. Look at the ability Look how able they are. Look how intelligent they are. When Josh yeah, was it, just reeling off stuff. Amazing. It's not just the intelligence, though, is it? It's the fact that they cared. Yeah. Because there was something, you know, when you're young, it's, you know, you want everyone's a bit cool. Yes. And actually giving a shit about anything. It's not cool. Yeah. And, um, and there were these people working really hard and caring about what they did. But also, for, you know, for me... There was something really nice and inspiring about lots of actors in their sort of late thirties and forties and fifties that you'd never heard of mm. being brilliant. Kind of gave me hope. Yes. That if you don't make it in your twenties, doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I remember it, the Don know, Draper just... story. The the um, oh, what's his name in oh, real yeah, life? Yeah. Don Draper. Uh... John Ham. So yeah, when John Ham got the part in in Mad Men everyone talked about well he was much older he'd been around and he was known to all the casting directors in LA because he'd been auditioning and auditioning and not getting anything and that suddenly he got this life-defining role in Mad Men and I found out I think when he got it he was like 35 so I just thought oh my god that's so amazing I'm so pleased I just that and I would lean on that and then suddenly I'm about to hit 40 and I'm like I can't lean on that one so much now that's a problem I need to look yeah you know, I need the next level up of inspiration in terms of older actors suddenly becoming famous. So they, so, and that's where the West Wing comes in, I think. Yeah. And they're good actors. Oh my God. Oh, they're so, I mean, the fact that you'd never heard of Alison Janney before is insane. Yeah. CJ, she was fucking, she's great. She's so brilliant. It just, it just takes that thing, the bravery of a show. And there's more and more doing it now on Netflix and things to cast unknowns because I don't care. That's why I like Swedish drama or a Scandi drama because I don't know who anyone is and I just believe it. You don't need to put famous people in something to make it work. It's not Hollywood. Just do a good TV show. Do a good script. Yeah. People who are good at things, do that. Yeah, imagine, imagine that. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Okay, so Carrie Quinlan, we are now diving into. Let's let's skip on ahead a bit, okay? We've done some early noughties, okay? So I'm just going to pick a random year now. Is um, any of this interesting? Oh, oh no, no, I just not at all. Check. But I don't really want people to be interested oh, in the okay. podcast as long as cool. they listen to the adverts and that triggers, and I will make my six p for the episode. That's fine. Um, it is interesting. I'm loving this. I'm loving the fact that you bought Paul McKenna in 2005, end of <laughs> August, maybe uh, end of August, maybe end of some sort of Edinburgh meltdown change your life in seven days so presumably by yeah, mid-september that didn't work well look yeah mid-september he's full of shit mid-september you bought the ashes england versus australia you're still into cricket nothing's changed yeah that's true <laughs> um, Ooh, I, mm. did, have you read uh, paul mckenna does it I make knew a that difference? come up i did i did read that one and i and there was a cd with it and i listened to the cd and i don't think it made any difference oh right okay who would have thought he's full of shit? <laughs> he's also full of cash, Carrie. So there is that. What yeah. was that? There was that. I remember um, Steve Wright had him on the show, on his radio show probably around that time, yeah. and really made me laugh by um, uh, claiming that Paul McKenna's new book was "I Can Make Me Rich." She's <laughs> <laughs> great. Oops. <laughs> Uh, that's a, a McKennan oh. slip right there <laughs> I can make me even richer <laughs> um, West Wing series 6 the West Wing is definitely a theme through this period oh, of time oh very much so yeah in the early years of my 
acting career mm. when absolutely nothing was happening. I'd get up in the morning, I'd put the kettle on, I would um, roll a joint. Don't do it, kids. Just say no. And I think, right, which entire series of The West Wing am I going to watch today? I mean, basically, you were practicing for lockdown. That's that's yeah, the thing, isn't that it? That was yeah. So I'm I'm way ahead of the curve um, in this. I know what I'm doing. September 2005. Kenneth Williams, an audience with Kenneth Williams. I mean, if ever there was a oh, national treasure so who needs to be celebrated more. Do you know what I mean? He is just yeah. I, I just cannot get enough of it. There's a great Twitter account. I think it's just called at Kenneth Williams, where they just tweet videos of him. And at least once a day now, Carrie, I watch a brilliant video of Kenneth Williams, and it's really improved my life. Have you seen the Tomorrow's World? Oh, with the what? Isn't it magnificent? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just fabulous. It's a. Re- I went through a, a, a big phase on those. So ITV used to do these an audience with, mm. um, and the one the sort of big ones from for our generation were Victoria Wood and Billy Connolly. Yes, of course. And they yeah. were just tremendous. But there's yeah, but and then there's this sort of treasure trove of them because there's Kenneth Williams and there's Peter Ustinov, and they're. Just brilliant. They they can feel and dangerously like a send off though, can't they? They can feel a bit like a living. They funeral. are a bit. By the time you get to yeah. an audience with, <laughs> yeah. that is the curtains are beginning to fall. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hope you still. enjoyed your career. Bye. Yeah. Um, so that makes me happy that I'm never going to get an audience with because things are just on the up but, and up constantly. That's probably it. Yeah, I think that's exactly why. Um, um, but yeah, oh, it's great. I highly recommend. This is getting less embarrassing. Oh, no. Good. No, absolutely. I mean, it goes but back. It'll, we, it'll come back round. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Right next to it, 1st of December uh, 2005, the old straight track, the classic book, the classic book on ley lines. That was uh, recommended to me by Steve Punt. Uh, great. So are we While now we're finding out the now that, show. That, that one half of Punt and Dennis is into hippie shit? Well, um, I have to say, I, I never read it. Mm-hmm. But what he was saying about it that was quite interesting was that... Um, that it's not about hippie shit. That it's all about um, the all the ley line things were just the shortest distances between two places that were useful that were then taken on as being oh look at these lines oh they must mean something mystical mm. and they're actually just old tracks right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's so, apparently so it's basically as as removing the crow flies. any magic pretty much I think it was just removing any magic from ley lines and I thought oh that sounds really interesting and then it had really small print and I couldn't be bothered <laughs> fine yeah but you still it's one of those books where you get your headline information from the book turns out ley lines are just um sort of medieval motorways yeah and you can get essentially on yeah exactly yeah you can roll another joint and watch the west wing boom um 2006 Carrie I mean there's all sorts yeah. going on here is there yeah, yeah. There's things I'd expect to see. A bit of Fry and Laurie, series one. Yes, please. Um, the best of the Mamas and the Papas, of course. Why would you Oh, not? what an album. Brilliant yep. stuff. Love the Mamas and the Papas. Peter Cook, a biography. Clearly, you're going to be buying that. Oh, is that the um, uh, Harry Thompson one? Oh, Harry Thompson. R.I.P. The brilliant Harry Thompson. Oh, yes. that's a hell of a book. That's yes. that's my favourite biography. Let's go into that in that case. Cause, um, it's really, really funny. Tell us what, just simply out of pure hilariousness. Yeah, um, it, it's, it, it's beautifully written mm. and it's full of really, really funny stories. So I'm like, oh, I might have to reread that during lockdown. Well, Harry it's Thompson great. I love it. Is almost now has become almost as interesting as, as Peter Cook, uh, which is quite a, quite, a, um, quite a reach. But Harry yeah, Thompson, he, good luck. What he invented, have I got news for you? And the Ali G show, he was behind those, right? So he yep. Was the manager. Yeah, he was one of the great comedy producers, right? And he wrote this incredible novel. He died really sadly, very, very young as well. It's really tragic yeah. that Harry died. Um, this thing of darkness, a historical novel. Um, set on on the the boat with, which Darwin was on, and subsequently then was the beginning of his theory of evolution. And it's it's one of my fa- in my top five novels. This thing of darkness by Harry Thompson. If oh, you've cool. not read that, oh my god, you must read it. I haven't read it, but I've got a feeling it might come up. Oh great, okay, fine, and then we'll get the. I might well have bought it, but I haven't read it. But we get that a lot. The Amazon but bought it, not done it. Shame. Don't worry oh, about it's that. Terrible. Um, also yeah. worth noting the biography of Peter Cook. Uh, purchased that three times. You've got that. Oh, I've given... I, yeah, I tend to give it away. Yeah, yeah, good. Have good. I bought, really bought it three times? Three times. On Amazon? Mm-hmm. Oh, what yeah. do I get? I, yeah, so no, give, I, I've definitely given it away. So if you're friends with Carrie, she will have either given you a book about churches or Peter Cook's biography. 
basically, yeah. There you go. There you go. See which one's it going to be? We're knowing what it's like to be Carrie Quinlan and what it's like to be around Carrie Quinlan. This is <laughs> such a great thing. Um, Doctor Who trainer bag. You've bought a bag with a Dalek on. That's on the nineteenth of January, two thousand and seven. Nineteenth of why would that be January? Is oh no, hang on. Sorry, all? sorry. The return window closed on nineteenth. You bought it. Oh, was that Christmas? That December, was Christmas. Yeah, December two thousand and six. Yes, please. Yeah, that'll be a, a a niece or nephew Christmas present. Very good present that is too. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a quality aunt. Also, you bought the classic Christmas present. Is there a more definitive Christmas present, Carrie, than the regular metal slinky? Ah, oh, isn't it though? It, that might well have been for me. Anything more tragic than a child in a bungalow at Christmas? Nowhere to use their slinky. <laughs> because it's true. Oh God, they're just. They're so wonderful. They they're are. so it's mesmerizing. Do you know what? That's that's meditation. Right it there. is meditation. You've got a Rubik's cube, and you haven't bought the Rubik's cube, but that's on the th- people who bought this also bought. Basically, you, you know, you're looking at things that kids did in the '80s: Rubik's cubes and slinkies. That's all it was if you were, you know, under ten in the '80s. Yeah. Oh. Uh, also, and um, maybe you can help us with some of the questions here because there are questions about the slinky because this is what they do oh, they on Amazon. Brilliant. So um, here we go. Uh, what material okay. is this made from? That's a question about the metal slinky. Oh, that's wax. Right. Okay. Thank you. Good. Um, anyone use this to make a spring reverb unit? Uh, no, but I have made several autumn reverb units with it. Superb. Boom. Thanks for coming. Um, um, question here is it metal again I refer you to the title the metal slinky uh, that's what it's wow. called so no need to ask that question probably it's been answered though um, and someone else has is said is it large uh, or small someone else has said is this slinky big oh no it's regular come on guys it's a regular slinky um, doesn't matter anyway wow. it's not how big or small your slinky is it's what you do etc etc um, yeah, it's, how, it's how deep your stairs are not great reviews though not great reviews. Really? Uh, someone called Mr. North. Measure your stairs before purchasing to avoid disappointment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see? That's stairs. what... That's Yeah, it's the depth of your stairs. But that's... Like, like can you imagine... Dad, what are you doing? Just measuring the stairs? Measuring what? the stairs. Might be buying a slinky later on. Yeah, it's going to be a lovely surprise. Totally got a slinky coming. And then uh, disappointing performance. I had one as a child, so thought I'd get one for granddaughter. Avoided the cheaper mini plastic models and went for an original. And I set out to video the wonderful way it walks down the stairs for the benefit of Amazon customers. But it only did three stairs max before collapsing on itself and having to be rescued. Ooh. It's not as big as I remember rescued. from childhood. Yeah, rescue. Boy, rescuing. Did it fall? Did it fall in the sea? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a very awkward 999 phone call, isn't it? Isn't a, it? I've got a, a, a shipwrecked slinky halfway up the stairs. Um, oh. You know, So it's not all good at slinky towers. It's worth Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I'm going to have to w- work out who I gave it to and find out how it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, get some feedback. Get some feedback. Um, yeah. Okay, very nice. Uh, let's jump on ahead now. We're going to go to 2010. I'm picking a random year, Carrie, Ooh. to find out more about the Carrie Quinlan story. Oh, look at this. 12 Jim Dunlop picks. You've got some picks here. Uh, December 2010. Uh, Are you a, a guitarist? I, um, every now and then, uh-huh. I decide to learn. Right. And that must have been one of those times I that see. I decided to learn to play the guitar. Yes. Um, and I am currently trying to learn to play the guitar. Well, you in lockdown, I know some chords, but I'm not very good. The other thing that's being bought a lot in 2010 is absolutely well here's a good one the single trap the two-step guide to escaping it and finding lasting love this is andrew g marshall yeah oh my god and bought carrie this is beyond tragic you don't want to know what date you bought this oh what's the worst date in the year oh god was it was it was it february the 14th you bought it on february the 14th 2010 oh my word oh carrie oh that's awful (laughs) oh my god on Valentine's Day. I have Day. absolutely no recollection of that whatsoever. But that was that must have been a fucking low point. You must it? have been drunk. You must have been drunk and weeping, and you thought, "I need wow. the only the only solution is the single trap, the two step guide to escaping it." Presumably, step one is Re- remembering you bought the book and you failed there. Yeah, remember, r- written by Andrew Marshall. Didn't Andrew he write G. 2. Marshall. 4, didn't he write two point four children? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, that was Ma- a marital therapist. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, there you go. By the same author, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And how can I ever trust you again? Oh, oh. it's only a two-step guide, though. What are the two steps? Well, I don't know. Should oh. we find out? Just go into it, shall we? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So Valentine's I mean, Day, I, 2010. Um, are you tired? Step one, yeah. escaping the single trap. Step two, finding lasting love. That doesn't really... It's it's oh. also, it's very hard. For, also, have you seen the picture of Andrew G. Marshall? No. Have a scroll down, have a look at, the, have a look at that. Oh, Lord. I find it hard to believe that he's not single. Oh, he's got a soul patch. He's he got... has got a soul patch. <laughs> Explain what that is, please. That's um, that's uh, uh, basically. I mean, it, it's midway between uh, a beard, yeah, and a smudge <laughs> on on one's chin. It's like someone's taken a Hitler moustache and turned it on its side, and then put it below the lip. Put it below the yeah. lower lip, and uh, he's he's got that. He's got a smile that makes you think he's got a split like that. I'm Andrew G. Marshall, and I've got two steps to get you back to love. Oh Lord! And oh, although actually, once we're done here, I might be buying. It's not a midlife crisis; it's an opportunity. <laughs> right? Yeah. How to be forty or fifty something without going off the rails? And is that Andrew G. Marshall again? That is. That is. Yeah. That is also by Andrew G. Marshall. Well, nothing says midlife crisis more than putting an initial in your name. You know. <laughs> that is. It's cheaper than a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> we like to listen to toast, and we're not the kind who would boast. In spite of the host, we still like to listen to Toast. La, 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 la. Um, May 2011, do you want to tell us how the S Factor strip workouts for every woman has gone? Yes, yes. Uh, I. That mm-hmm. is written by sure. Richard Schiff's wife. Wow, and wonderful. And I bought it while I was working with Richard Schiff. Wow. I Yeah. I mean, no wonder he's such a happy guy. First of well, all, well, quite, yeah. So, yeah, it didn't, it didn't suit me. It's got to be said. Do, I just now have this idea that that Toby off of the West Wing goes and does gigs and and hawks strip workout books to the rest of the cast. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> oh strip, boy, this is wow. I'm finding out so much about myself. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure I ever did anything with with that. Um. um Really good book I recommend for every woman. That's from Toby in Washington, D.C. <laughs> okay, let's jump on ahead now, Carrie. All right, so we've, uh, we last saw you in 2010 uh, buying books on Valentine's Day and books about stripping in 2011, um, which yeah. she alleges she's never, ever opened. I have, I'm sure I've opened it, but I've never actually done a workout. When you open the book, do you open it really slowly? And with like low, low, low level light. Yeah, and then I've ripped pages out and just throw them at the cats. <laughs> July 2015, you have bought for someone called Alison Hill. Any um, Ah, yes. Who might this be? Yes. Alison Hill. Nice. That cute. is my f- now fiance. Oh, yes, please. There you go. Then stalker. Oh, you were her stalker. She was your stalker. She was my stalker. Oh, she wasn't okay. that that is not true. She was not my stalker. How did you we, meet? Um, uh, through a mutual friend. It was um, uh, a mate of mine called Richard, who I was working with at a young people's sexual health charity at the time. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I came out as, as gay, mm-hmm. and because you have to say it like that, yeah. gay, I'd rather you didn't, um, okay, in 2015. Fine, sure. yeah. um, and, uh, and he said, oh, you should meet my friend Ali. Oh, that's it. And, uh, and that was it. We fell in love oh, immediately. Oh, so lovely. Was it a proper, yeah, was it it was a proper sort of thunderbolt moment? Yeah. She is yeah. great, to be fair. She is pretty cool. She is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm so, not surprised. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, you bought uh, for Ali on the on July 2015, Kath Kidson Cowboy Cedar Mug. So, you bought a mug with a cowboy on it. That's lovely. Ah, yeah. That, right. From So, Ali and I met in November of 2014. Uh-huh. So, after from, from then to now, there will be things on my Amazon purchase list that are only there because I've broken them. Right. right. And the Catkinston <laughs> cowboy mug is there because I broke it. So this was I a had replacement. To buy, had to buy a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really clumsy. It's awful. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Really bad. That's Terrible. good to know. That's good to know. Um March twenty fifteen, you've bought some typewriter alphabet letters, uh coasters for mugs. Um, but you've bought the letters S, H, O and N, and I'm trying to make those work in, into a word that makes sense. Could you explain, please? I think um so it says Sean at the moment, S H O N, yeah. But those could probably be. I'm not very good at anagrams. No, mm. there were, I think I was topping something up, and I and I think they oh. sent the wrong letters. <laughs> that really ruins the point of the let, alphabet letters, Doesn't it? coasters. Yeah. Yes, I think they had the. Um, I yeah, I had to send a couple of them back because the letter in the um, 
explanation was not the letter on the on the coaster. Right, right. What were you trying to achieve with the letters on the coasters? What word? Because obviously, you, I would just go for S H I T. You've got S H, and I was assuming well, yeah, it's quite. Uh, it may well, it may well be that, but I'll mm. got uh, you know hits. Maybe I was going for hits. Mm. All I've got is Sean. It says Sean, which is just Sean. A really weird thing. No nose. No, spelt wrong. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, all right, fine. Um, so, uh, weird coasters that don't spell any words. She's cleaning between yep. her teeth. She's turns out she's gay and she's fallen in love with a woman. I mean, a lot's going on, Carrie. And I'm breaking things. Yeah, and you're breaking oh, it's things. It's a busy time. Well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a it's busy great. old time. Um, you've got uh, Nature's Miracle Just for Cats stain remover from June 2016. Very yep. nice. So that's when I moved in with the cats, and they're quite pissy. <laughs> some pissy cats very nice indeed pissy good cats. and does that work is the is the stain remover effective it does yeah it's very good nature's miracle i uh, i recommend okay so listen carrie what we've done is the rain begins to fall down and really ruin this recording which is going to be fun it's yeah, very hard to it's edit out that dry noise. here it was well, it's, it's not raining here it's dry I'm, here I'm, but it's just what i'm a mere few miles from you where no, are you it's not raining I'm in South London, isn't I? You're oh, well, in North London, aren't you? We get everything here first, don't we? So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, listen, Carrie, before we leave you, and we've, we've been on a journey with you. We've from, from Maureen Lippman, from, from you know, leaving Bristol, doing stand-up, going to drama school, reading all the books f- for no reason whatsoever. Um, being single be- on being Valentine's single. Day. Oh, God. That's broken my heart. Uh, like all these, th- the Valentine's Day thing is a real for you low point, but for me, entertainment wise, absolute high point. Oh yeah, no, that's a winner. So we've wow. seen the past, we've seen the present, which involves cleaning up cat piss. Uh, Let's look into the future. That's the my life. Final man. thing we're going to do, we're going to look at your wish list, right? And this is where we see the person oh, you God. want to become. Okay, I should point out that mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the wish list in about a decade. Well, this, yes, that's not true because I can see when these things were added. So oh, in right, 2014. Okay. Right oh, in 2014, Carrie right. Quinlan wanted to become a parkour and free running expert because she bought the yeah, parkour and free running hand. Who doesn't? Right, thank you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, to be good at parkour and free running. Come dis- on. We've discussed already how clumsy you are. Presumably, this is so that you can rescue a trip. You know, you fall over, do a little forward yeah. roll, turn it into a bit of parkour. But I think that's what parkour is. It's just people tripping over and trying to make it look. It's just like, falling you know. with style. Yeah, you're styling it out basically. Um, yeah it's, it could be a good thing to learn it could be a good thing to learn so you've gone for parkour there uh, and the other yep. thing uh, in 2018 which you've bought and this is the final thing Carrie and I this, didn't buy it I didn't buy it what, I, it's on my wish list sorry it's on your wish list you know you're still saving up these £7 which is what you need uh, by the way the price has dropped 50% since you added it has it blimey mm, so this could help how to run your home without help wow what's that no idea Carrie none at all that is what you're after um, oh. by Kay Smallshaw and Christina Hardiment. Oh, it's a lost classic of female writing, apparently. Oh, I see. Oh. So this is this is a. Oh, it's nineteen forty nine. Yeah. Ah, great. Okay, Ooh. so this is like a post-war women. women. Fu- yeah. Right. Overcome your limits. Yeah, it's probably and it's probably I tell I tell you what it's probably all about like vinegar, and mm. like bottling fruit and stuff. Yes. Which I yeah I don't want to do the chemically thing. So I just, you know, clean my house with lemons and yeah. tip glasses of water over to keep it clean. Unless the cats have pissed, in which case you actually buy Unless the cats have pissed. Yeah, there's proper hardcore this is what stuff. Is. A fascinating dip into oh. the recent past. It would be stating the obvious to point out that as a guide to running the home in the 21st century, this book is, of course, little or no use at all. Well, I would... Let's see. <laughs> However, some things have not changed very much. Women still undertake the bulk of the housework. Well, that's... I don't... That's not true In at our all. house. That's not true. Beth, can you switch the Hoover off? I'm recording. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, Kay Smallshaw edited Good Housekeeping, and this book was written at a time oh, when World War II rationing was still in force, and live-in servants had become a rarity. Uh, well, this book, see, yeah, well, that's a tragedy, I think. It still is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're, I'm training the children up to become live-in servants. Um, this book is firmly rooted in reality and addresses the fact housework is arduous and tiring. The practical hints and instructions are fascinating, not only because they show the relative inefficiency and scarcity of labour-saving devices, but they also allow us to enter a now-vanished world of darned socks, food rationing, oh. and the Monday wash day. Oh, I, and have you seen um, our cultural heroes at the moment are not the suffragettes or the bra burners, but those such as Kay Smallshaw, who left their bras to soak in warm soapy water for an hour or so before flat drying them, folding them away in a well-dusted drawer, preferably on top of a perfume drawer liner. <laughs> <laughs> what, wow. what women do with their bras is a way of gauging where we are at in history, isn't it? 
It's a great, Isn't it though? you know, like quite right. They were burned in the 60s and 70s, but in the 40s, they were, what were they? They were put in a bath of vinegar. Is that what she said? Uh, no, just, just, so- just soapy water. Just soapy water. All right. Yeah, don't, don't, ladies, if you're listening, don't put your bras. So, yeah, there's a bit, okay. of, bit of feminism for you there. Lovely. And the rain's finished as well, which is nice. We've gone oh. to complete silence. Carrie Quinlan, we've tracked your life. And in conclusion, I think it's a good one. Thanks. I think I think Valentine's Day 2010 was a low point. That was a low point, wasn't it? That, oh, man. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big fan of the fact that uh, you aspire to uh, doing parkour. I really want you to get that book. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. I think I want to do parkour while cleaning the house. Yes. Yes. Just all you need to do just is clean the house. Attach dusters to my feet and just, run up the walls. Exactly. Or just attach dusters to a slinky and then chuck it down the stairs. And you're oh, good to go. there you go. Fixed it. Fixed the world. Perfect. Didn't have that in the 1940s. Um, Carrie yeah. Quinnan, as ever, an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on My Mate Bought a Toaster. And at the moment, you are doing, during lockdown, you and Andy Stanton doing a brilliant daily, is that right, thing? Uh, every Yeah, every weekday, we're yep. doing a video on you on the YouTube. I know it. Um, called Homeschooling with the Nincompoops, in which um, one of us will uh, talk nonsense about a random word from the dictionary. Um, and it's really fun. And you should watch it and tell all your friends. And indeed, I will. I will. Well, that's only going to be three people, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, Carrie Quinn, thank you for coming. Have a very lovely lockdown. Lots of love. Kind regards. All the best. You too. Take care, my love. Oh, there you go. The wonderful Carrie Quinlan there. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I love you for listening, you wonderful human being. Uh, I'll be back next week. I've got some brilliant guests lined up. I always say that. And it's true. I do. Um, I was talking to one yesterday. I had to have a pre- preparatory phone call with one uh, guest who's coming on just to make sure it's what they wanted to do. Um, I won't tell you the name in case they pull out. Now they've worked out what it is, but um, if they come and do it, that's going to be huge and very exciting. Um, as ever, thank you so much for all your uh, kind reviews as well. We've had some new reviews on um, various platforms, which is really, really nice. And it helps so much. If you go and stick a star rating on there now, then it alerts people to our presence. I think there's something happens and it kind of uh, refreshes itself on browsers and stuff and it gets more listeners. And I want listeners. I'm in the listener game, me. If I could buy them on Amazon, I would. Um, thanks for coming. I'll be back next week. Take care. All the best. Kind regards. Lots of love. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Con Sessions. Great Big Owl. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.